Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tonight for Real Madrid and Atletico, two old city rivals. Memphis from distance. Sometimes gestures are better than words. Winds it up. Torres spills it. Who else? Who else? He's in it again. Jude Bellingham, hero status. Oh, that's really loose from Dmitrievsky and he's chipped and that is delightful from Correa. It's another cameo role, another smile. Frank Garcia. What a strike! What an equalizer! The Kings of the comeback are at it again! Welcome back. We have a weekend of rivalry matches to look forward to. Here's a look at wow. the notable fixtures. Tomorrow night, Tigres versus Monterrey on 2DN at 11 p.m. Eastern. Then look at all these rivalry matches on Sunday. Ajax versus Feyenoord at 8.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus, we've got the North London Derby. Arsenal, Tottenham at 9 a.m. You can watch that on Peacock. And then... The Madrid Derby, Atletico versus Real Madrid, 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday on ESPN+. Plus. All right, let's chat a little bit about this Madrid Derby. Uh, this is a fierce rivalry, rich history that goes back to early 20th century. And the two teams are kind of in a little bit of different places right now as they're heading into this one. Real Madrid have not dropped any points this season in La Liga. Five. They're coming off of a 1-0 win. In Champions League, Diego Simeone sign. It's kind of been a mixed bag for them, I would say, early on in in La Liga. Uh, they did get a, a draw in Champions mm. League against Conceded against Lazio, but very last minute. Exactly. They're trying to hang on by a thread. Exactly. So this is the 173rd time these two teams will f- meet wow. historically. And here's a look at Ooh. some of the other notes. Um, when you think about this. This derby, this me or uh, Madrid derby, Nico. Why? Why is this a special one? What makes it? What is it about these two teams that that make this one spicy and intriguing? Oh, the context to this is just Real Madrid with its rich history, with its success, and Atletico Madrid has been kind of made out to be the little brother of the city, but especially as of late, they've picked it up. As of late, I'm talking about the last 10 or so years, 10, 12 years, it's become something else because Cholo Simeone's Atletico Madrid is insanely competitive and they've managed to snag a couple of La Ligas off of probably some of the greatest Real Madrid and Barcelona teams of all time. Going into the game, what is it, tomorrow or Sunday? Sunday. Um, 
Atletico Madrid have a very long injury list, and that's some of their best players, including Memphis Depay, who at the beginning of the season, you fire. saw what he can bring to this Atletico Madrid side. And Real Madrid, the biggest questions are defensively up top. Look, Jose Lu has been coming in great for an injured Vinicius Jr., who they're probably not going to force him for Sunday. I would be surprised if he does. Um, he's been out for a little while, and they're still playing Ancelotti, is still manipulating the system for Jude Bellingham to play in the position that he's playing with three midfielders on top of that. So, offensively, there's no issue really for Real Madrid. They found an answer as of now without Vinicius. It's defensively. So, if Atletico Madrid can strike first, and Madrid has conceded first in a lot of games, and they haven't dropped points, you said. Yeah. They've conceded first. They found a way back into this game. But Atletico Madrid might present a different challenge if they do score first. Atletico Madrid is coming off of a loss of Valencia, a bad loss. Really bad. Really bad. Uh, they haven't lost two straight in La Liga since 2021. Mm. And they come back from giving up an equalizing goal against Lazio. Something tells me that the vibe in that locker room is not a, hey, let's go over there and beat them. Diego Simeone is saying, I will not let this happen. I don't know if that's enough to get past. I mean, this anti-football defensive, I'm not, no, anti-football, not in, a mm. defensive, in, a, in an offensive way. Um, anti-football in the very defense, compact, probably the best we've seen, or at least that I've seen, outside of maybe a Conte or, or a Jose Mourinho, is on, uh, Diego Simeone versus free-flowing relationshipism of, of uh, Ancelotti. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I can't imagine that this becomes a third bad game mm -hmm. for Atletico Madrid, though. This feels like a draw. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, uh, what Cholo Simeone does so well is he gets his team to fight and, and bring the fight, bring the passion. And I think it takes away from the creative players, but Antoine Griezmann has found a way to be successful within this setup. But ultimately, it's, it, it is all about frustrating the opponents, sitting in low blocks sometimes, counterattacks, set pieces, looking to, to win in transition. That's where Atletico Madrid mm -hmm. excels. And so in this game, Jude Bellingham, as, as you alluded to, Joselu comes out wide, and, and then you have Rodrigo who's pushing down the right flank. It creates this big gap in the, mid, in the midfield, in the center of the park, and that's where Jude Bellingham it just continues to penetrate because when they do part the seas, you see Jude Bellingham's the only one who's really getting into the box. Late runs... He's just exceptional. So mm. uh, look for Jude Bellingham to really put his, his Jude impact Bellingham's in the match. first Madrid derby. Uh, mm -hmm. That match Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. All right, uh, let's move to the appetizer on Sunday morning. The North London derby. Arsenal versus Tottenham. Here's a look at some historical notes surrounding this derby. This will be the 63rd edition of this match. And... This one, I'm very excited to watch this match because I feel like it has been, you know, Tottenham Tottenham have kind of been, I don't want, it's not fair to say that they've been a laughing stock, but they're just easier, they've been easy to kind of poke fun of recently. And now it feels like with the arrival of Ange Postacoglu and there's this sort of renewed belief around the team and better results, this could be competitive. And I think that this could be a, a good test for Arsenal, who have also been really strong to start this season. Our two Arsenal guys sitting over here. How do you, how do you feel about this one heading in as, as Arsenal supporters? Uh, well, to put it in the context uh, of the job Ange Postacoglu is doing for Tottenham, this is their best start historically to an EPL season. 
which is saying a lot mm -hmm. for, for a team. Uh, I think this is one of those rivalries going back the last few years that feels like, all right, you win at your house, I'll win at my house. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's been that way. I've been to the last two um, Emirates North London derbies, both 3-1 wins, very exciting atmosphere. It feels like a, two renewed teams, but it feels like Arsenal is a little bit further along in their project. It feels like Tottenham... Uh, Arsenal are further along in their project. Right. So I feel like Tottenham still has more questions. I'm excited to see what exactly happens. Ange Postacoglu's system is incredible. Both two inverted fullbacks, fine. You're just going to give a lot of space to Martinelli and Saka, the two players you don't want to give space to on Arsenal. So I'm expecting this to be an Arsenal win, but I don't think it'll be easy. Martinelli's still injured, but I think still Trossard is, I think, a, a player who has so much quality. We saw in, in the MLS All-Star game to start the season that he was motivated. Look how we played in the last match. Yeah, this guy, he, he's, got, he's got it all. I um, love when Thierry Henry show, explained how you don't have to do crazy stepovers. No. Just move the ball slightly to the left. And look at the, the cross that he puts on for Gabby Jesus' goal. Absolutely incredible. And there's not much I can say, not much more I can say about Arteta. It's just, and, and I our, love him as my manager. I, I saw Arteta talking about Ange Postacoglu saying, I like him. He's, he's a good guy. And, and how could you not like Ange yeah, Postacoglu with, like with Ange. His, his demeanor? Um, but I think one player that I look at this Tottenham side that has a lot to gain from Ange Postacoglu, and that's Richarlison. Scoring last match, talked about his... his mm you know, demons yeah. and, and the top, the, some of the, the trouble he's had mentally. But uh, this is a player, I think, given the right opportunity, can excel, has a lot to prove, he's hungry. I could see him starting this game. And this is going to be a back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to highlight a little bit for Spurs, Bisuma and Pape Sar, that yes. two players that under the last couple managers, especially with Conte, Conte had Bisuma. He had, and he would, he would barely play. And when he used him, he wasn't playing well. And now, between them two in the midfield, they are everywhere. The way that they give order to Spurs is incredible. And now in a North London derby, it's their time to shine, their time to show. It's like, hey, we're here to play. We lost Harry Kane, but this is a new project. We turned the page. Let's go forward. And it's incredible how they've gotten off to the start mm -hmm. without Harry Kane because James Madison has been playing well. But... When you have order in the midfield, a nice belt that gives you support, man, it's it's it's, it's great to watch because they're killing it. Yeah, for they me, are. it's going to be, be a James fun game. Madison and Declan Rice. And I James see. Madison floats box to box. Mm -hmm. He'll come back and start the uh, start the attack. And we're going to need Declan Rice to sort of keep an eye on him, but also spring the attack on the Arsenal side. It's going to be a fun boxing match, a little chess match. Well, I, I can't wait to see Gabby Jesus in this because he is so important to Arsenal's success. One, I think, as a goal scorer, he is, is someone that Arsenal needs. Finally healthy. He's, he opens up the play for everyone. Yep. His movement is incredible. So, uh, Gabby Jesus in, in the North London Derby, that's my, that's my, the, my guy. It's going to be so strange to on. watch this one with no Harry Kane on the pitch. It's not going to be strange at all. It's going to be a relief. Because uh -huh. <laughs> I just picture a penalty, Harry Kane goes up, scores. That's all he does. for. It, wow. Uh, North London Derby Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on Peacock. Uh, we are going to take another break. When we come back, we are looking ahead to a weekend of MLS action. Let's go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. Here's a look at the weekend ahead of MLS action. Ooh, we have a rematch of last year's MLS Cup final. Philadelphia Union hosting LAFC tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Atlanta will face Montreal. Minnesota taking on St. Louis. Real Salt Lake versus Vancouver. San Jose take on Nashville. And on Sunday, Orlando City will host Inter Miami at 7.30. You can watch all of these matches on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, so let's talk about a little Florida Derby, shall we? And before we dive into this actual matchup, I want to discuss the Derby name because we have some great Derby names well, in, classic in one, MLS. No? So it's, it has been, it's been loosely called by some fans. It's been dubbed Clásico del Sol. Which is a decent, which is decent. But when you think about, like, I love El Trafico. I love the Hell is Real Derby. And I like them because they are very specific references to these teams and their locations and where they're at. And I feel like we can do better for this Orlando-Miami rivalry. I have a great one that uh, I can't say. Yeah, I mean. Alexis's inappropriate one is fantastic. Well, but why we would you say inappropriate yeah. first? Because you can't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Well, now everyone's no. wondering. Yeah. No, I don't know. You know what? DM we'll, me. We'll <laughs> there you go. Or you know online. what? I'll put it up in my close Nico, friends. Nico, I feel like you're good at this, though. Oh, I, my gosh. I know. I'm putting pressure um, on you. Just like what, Charlie what's, put what's me on the spot, I couldn't think that Teddy Sheringham was on that night, the one that wore this shirt. How do you drive? Paul Campbell. What highway do you take between Orlando and? I-95. 95? Oh, that's Oh, so it's that's already, yeah. There. But there is yeah, our, there's the 95 Florida. Derby between that, uh, DC. DC and Rebels? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So now anything so, on I 95 is the Derby. Um, but Classico del Sol, you don't like that? It's, it's in Spanish. Classico del Sol. It's okay. It's okay. But I don't know. I think like Orlando, I don't know. I don't know what, if there's like a specific nationality that Orlando gives, but. Clearly, to me, I understand Brazil because of the way that the club is set up and That's the hierarchy just the club, of the club. Though. But it's just the club. It's not like yeah. the fans necessarily are around it. There's it's a lot of Puerto Ricans. I want to hear from I want to hear from Orlando supporters and Miami supporters. And if you guys have names that you would like to implement for this rivalry, please tell me. <sighs> Something with humidity. Our director just said the Mickey versus Messi derby, which is just it's not a derby. <laughs> yeah. The humidity uh, thing is good. The frizz. Is hum- the frizz derby. down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it technically? I think it's got to be classical because it's technically not derby because it's not in the same city. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's right. But it's a rivalry. It's a Florida rivalry. Yeah, it is what about the, the Glacitero instead of Cafetero? <laughs> it's two Latin cities. It's better than Del Sol. I don't hate it. Anyway, guys, let us know. Think about it. Get back to us. Let us know. Let's dive into this matchup. Uh, Both of these teams in good form. I would argue that these are probably the two hottest teams in MLS right now. Orlando City did it a little quiet, more quietly. Is that right? More quietly than Miami did. They just took an L in New York. They did take an L in in New York, but ahead of that, they had gone on a a crazy unbeaten run, but they're now sitting in second place in the East. And they have, Tata Martino said that Miami will be without Messi 
and, and Jordi Alba. So when you look at this matchup, Charlie, would you say that Orlando, without those two guys, are the favorites heading into this matchup? No, I'd still say Inter Miami are the favorites yeah. heading into this matchup. But it's a really uh, inter, yeah. Orlando played Inter Miami extremely well in the league's cup match, and Cesar Araujo, the midfielder, is the one who was tasked with following around Messi and being super physical. And he is uh, a he's he's a strong defensive midfielder in this league. He he, I think he's good at tackles one but two he covers a lot of ground he's good with the ball at his feet but I think when you look at this inner Miami side without Alba and without Messi mm -hmm. they still have a lot of talent and Tata Martino has gotten a lot out of them and and I think they know they need to win this game this is a must win for inner Miami it's a six-pointer if they want to really have a chance at getting into the playoffs they, they need to win this match so, I, I don't know how inter Miami might approach this match considering that the U.S. Open Cup final is on Wednesday and clearly by Messi coming off, his priority is U.S. Open Cup on, on Wednesday because they're so, the, the, the playoff run is improbable that at this point you say, it's, I don't think it's improbable. Okay, fine. I, I, what I mean to say is that it's, it's less likely than likely, right? So priorities, winning a trophy, the closest thing you have to a trophy is right now is the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday. That's why Messi's coming off, and he's not going to play on Sunday in a derby where you can, or in a Clásico where you consider, okay, you would want to play a Clásico, but you're removing yourself from that game to prioritize U.S. Open Cup. And now I look back to the last two games where Inter Miami have been unorganized, especially defensively in Atlanta, and midweek against Toronto FC. That first half wasn't good. And I'm noticing that the players are starting to get tired. Mm -hmm. It's been a crazy sprint two months mm. with Leagues Cup, right. with Messi, with US Open Cup. And Orlando is in a different state of mind at the moment. Not only are they going to want revenge from the Leagues Cup loss, which, you know, in that presentation with Messi, it was their first game against Messi and Orlando and Inter were better. At their stadium, they're going to play with a different level of intensity. And if Inter wants to compete without Messi, without Jordi Alba, they're going to have to match that intensity. It's going to be a, a, a big physical ask from them. And it's going to be difficult if they're as unorganized as they were against Atlanta and they, um, Toronto. They, they just they play better as a team already with Busquets on the pitch. Because the, the ideas are there, right? Yeah. To, to play to feet, to move. I think Kramaski has been a, a, a player that just continues to level up. Mm -hmm. He's growing and he maturing as a player. He brings a lot of energy off that bench, too. Hmm? Kramaski, to me, brings a lot of energy off that bench. Shifts the focus of the game a little bit. I mean, Facundo Torres on the other side, five goals in the last six matches, on fire for Orlando. But I don't know, when Messi comes off the pitch in Toronto, and again, it's against Toronto, so it's hard to tell, all of a sudden now, this team is clicking 4-0 once it, once it comes off the and pitch. I mean, there's, there's something to this team, and we've said it. But you it. said that wasn't a convincing win, before, oh, even though it was... Because it's, it's Toronto. Toronto yeah, so, so that's they a bad benchmark. Right. It's, yeah. tough, it's tough to, to say because to it's that. But that was a good we've seen this team play without, without Messi in the past, and they've... You know, Tata Martino has given them an opportunity to play to their strengths. I was to quote him, just so Atlanta. you know. He said, there is no chance they will be there on Sunday. I know we have a final huh. uh, to yeah. play. They won't go anywhere near the pitch if they can't play. So just expect they're not going to be they're there. They're not going to be there. So it, it's either Leo Campana or Joseph Martinez. I think that is a, a, it's a big thing for, for Inter-Miami to see who's going to play. Because yeah. I think Campana offers you, obviously, something completely different from Joseph Martinez. Mm -hmm. All right.
uh, Orlando City, Inter Miami, Sunday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV+. Plus. We're going to take a break. We are going to chat about some more matches across Europe when we come back. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. Here's a look at the weekend ahead in the Premier League. Tomorrow morning, Man City will host Nottingham Forest at 10 a.m. You can watch that match on USA. Burnley will host Man United at 3 p.m. And then on Sunday, Chelsea will face Aston Villa. Arsenal will host Tottenham. Liverpool will take on West Ham. Brighton versus Bournemouth. And Sheffield United will take on Newcastle. You can watch that match on USA. All right, let's chat Burnley, Manchester United. Okay, Manchester United. Manchester United. Not going so well for Manchester United. They're coming off that tough loss in Champions League to Bayern Munich. Their results in the Premier League early on have not been great. Eric Ten Hag coming under a lot of pressure. We've talked about all the injury issues that they have had. Charlie, if you're Eric Ten Hag, you're coming into this match against Burnley, and you need your team to turn things around. What's the message? What are you saying to your guys at this point? You guys gotta win. <laughs> you guys better win. Please. Please, you guys Please. gotta win. I really need this money, guys. Marcus Rashford, can, can you start scoring for me and, and win some games? Defensively, they, they've, they haven't looked good. They haven't been sharp. Uh, Onana. You don't want him to be the scapegoat. He's made some mistakes as a keeper. But that's the price you pay when you're, you wear that kit of Manchester United. The expectations are here. Eric Ten Hag knows that any player that he brings in is under the microscope. You're, this is a club that should be competing for the Premier League, competing for Champions League. If you don't play to that level, things are going to be not good for you. There's unrest already. So... Think about Anthony and all the things that he's gone through. Jane Sancho. There's a lot of Harry Maguire. There's a lot of, of, of players that are shrouded in uncertainty. And their, their form hasn't been up to par. So this is a game they need to win. Mm -hmm. Let me, let's play a quick game. We used to do this with my friends when Arsenal weren't doing so well. As a coach, if you could put your arm around two players and say something, inspire them, and they would give you big games. What are the two players you think need to show up for Manchester United? Well, one for sure oh, is Nana. Marcus Rashford. Oh, really? Oh, yes. So we're all going to say Onana first. Same, no, 100%. I, they me, haven't kept a clean sheet I would five. do Rashford yes, and Onana. But this is, this is Burnley. There, this, if this was a bigger opponent with a lot more threats, then I'd say for sure my hand's around Onana. I think Onana has the, the char character to be ready for this match. He, okay. know, he, he knows I'm he needs you. to rebound. So Marcus Rashford won, because if you saw him in the Champions League, there, you just see him jogging around. Mm -hmm. You need your best player to be playing and giving 100% to win the ball back, that commitment. We haven't seen that from Marcus Rashford in the past couple of games. So that's the one player I need for him to play at his best. And the next one, Casemiro. And he's been playing well. He had a but, couple goals. So that, yeah. that's the play, those are the two players that you need to be playing at their best. You look down the spine, uh, yeah, the center backs haven't been great, but th those two, I think, can win you games. For me, it's Onana and Hoyland. You Hoyland, know, the, the problem please. with Hoyland, he's so young. If you give him that talk and you put that extra pressure on him considering his price tag, as a manager, I wouldn't want that for my player. That's <clears throat> under my microscope and Onana even worse because he knows that he messed up. He doesn't need a talking to. Mm -hmm. He knows that he needs to perform. Yeah. And you can see the responsibility that... 
he has, that he carries himself with, because he wanted to speak to the media immediately afterwards. He knows that he's not playing at a good enough level. For me, it's the leaders, not only Casemiro, who has a wild amount of experience, and when Casemiro turns up, he turns up at a different level. And then I'm looking at my backline, where I don't have Baran, where I don't have Shaw, where I don't have Wan-Bissaka, where my backline is struggling and not even helping Onana, where Inter Onana had a backline. Um, here, with so many absences, I'm looking at a winner, a World Cup winner in Lisandro Martinez that hasn't been playing great as of late and who's a good player on the ball, has quality, can help you out as well on, bo on both sides of the he's game. He's on an island out there with Lindelof. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would tell him he's another one that I would go after. He's, like, hey, <laughs> he's alone out there. Ca Carnicero, butcher, <laughs> they're playing the butcher a, of Amsterdam. They're playing I, a 1-4-2 out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's rough. And also for Burnley, Kelly Osho, Connecticut's own Kelly Osho, oh, which hey. is wild. Look he can represent show. like Nigeria, Italy... The U.S. and one Canada. more. And Canada? I think it's Canada. And Canada. There's like four and eight. But he's f from here. And on, on a Monday. One he, of us. He lit it up on no, Monday. I from Canada. They have uh, Zeki, Zeki Amduni <laughs> also that we got to watch out. Great shout, so. Nico. Well don't, done. Don't underestimate Burnley. Burnley Man United tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. We are going to take a break. Uh, before we do, here's a look at some of the other notable fixtures across Europe. Dortmund will take on Wolfsburg tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. Bayern Munich against Bochum. Union Berlin will face Hoffenheim at 9.30 a.m. You can watch those matches on ESPN+. Plus. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, Christian Benteke from D.C. United joins Morning Footy. We can't wait. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Morning Footy presented by Ford. Well, the top nine teams in each conference will make the MLS Cup playoffs. And right now in the East, the team that's currently sitting in that ninth and final spot is D.C. United. Here's a look at their remaining fixtures. A big one tomorrow against the New York Red Bulls. And right now, we bring in a guy who will be looking to be a major player in D.C.'s playoff push the one and only Christian Benteke joins Morning Footy. Christian, thank you so much for being here today. It's great to see you. Morning, you're my pleasure. All right, let's chat about this big match tomorrow against the New York Red Bulls. You guys are sitting in that ninth and final spot right now. How important is this game for you guys? And when you look at the season that the New York Red Bulls have had and kind of this up and down, do you feel like this is a game that you must win? I think we, we come hard ourselves. We have to win. If we want to play the playoff, we have to win. And um, I think on um, Wednesday, we, we played a good game against a good team against Atlanta. And we showed that we could uh, compete against the best team in the league. So now we have no reason to doubt. We have to go for it. And hopefully get those three points. Christian, what's important for this DC United side to be playing at their best? What, what does your best look like? Because, you know, I feel like there's been ups and downs throughout your season. The consistency hasn't necessarily been there. How do you get the most out of your teammates? How do you get service? Because it seems like sometimes you're playing on an island. Um, I think now the, the last couple of weeks, the, the manager um, has changed the team, the system. And uh, we look like more like a threat. We look like we're going to score goals. We look like we can um, win uh, football games. 
So I think we have to, as I say, Wednesday was a good a good game against a very good team in the league. So now we have to confirm and, and try to win this game on Saturday. Uh, Christian, throughout your entire career, obviously, you've been tasked with scoring goals. And now your manager is someone pretty well known for scoring some big goals. Well, how do you think Wayne Rooney has helped you adjust one to MLS? And do you think he's changed your game at all? Um, I, w- I would say he changed, uh, he changed my game in terms of giving me um, the trust, giving me responsibility, leadership. And, um, you know, he's, he's not going to teach me how to score goals with all the respect that uh, he has for me. But he will talk to me more about how can I be more effective for myself and for the team to um, be in the right spot at the right time. It's more about those details than how to score a goal. Christian, so it's been about a year now, a little bit more, a year and a month since you came to the league. Um, How's it been? How have you liked it? Uh, What's different from your previous experiences in Europe? Uh, Tell me about your experience. It's been it's been so fun. I can't I can't lie about it. It's been so fun. This is the reason why I came into this league. Um, as I said before, I wanted to experience the the playoff and uh, sorry the All Star game, and I did. I played with the the best player in the league. It was fun, and now I want to experience the playoff. So that's the reason why I'm here, and I will do my best to to make sure that we we get that spot for the playoff. About the playoff format specifically, I don't know. Do you guys talk about it in Europe? You see kind of this American format of things and you say, oh, that's cool. Or maybe, oh, I can't believe the Americans do football that way. You know, with, with the playoffs, did, did it intrigue you? Uh, what do your friends, your former teammates in Europe tell you about, about MLS? What are you guys talking about? Um, I didn't really have the chance to, to speak about it um, regarding the playoff because even myself, I wasn't sure how it works until I, I got here. But I think for me, it's it's pretty it's pretty fun, and because you walk through the season, and then you got your reward to be with the best team in the in a country, and then you just fight to to get to to the um, to the final. So um, that's why I want to experience that because I want to play with against the against the best player. Well, Christian, I can't help but notice the hat that you're wearing. And uh, I know that you like to dabble in a little bit of fashion. You have your own fashion line. In fact, Wayne Rooney has worn the hat in his in his press conferences. Number one, can you, how do you say it? BNTK? Just BNTK. Just the initials? BNTK. Okay, so when you're thinking about fashion, what are some of your inspirations? Um, I'm, I'm someone who's, um, who likes to, I think, to dress properly because I think it's important. I think usually for a man, you remember a man mm-hmm. smells good and dress well. Ooh. Ooh, I like this yes. green one. Christian, this green one's fire. That looks comfy. Ooh, the off-white nice. jacket. Okay, I see you. Christian, what, some of your former clubs right now are, are playing in Europe. When, when you're watching them play Aston Villa and, and Liverpool, who, who do you have a, the most affinity towards? What, which club touched your, pulled on your heartstrings the most? I, w- I would probably say um, Aston Villa because this is where I spent uh, the best year of my career. But, but then I'm trying to look all of them. I'm trying to look Palace. I'm trying to look Liverpool. Maybe um, it's not with the same uh, affection because you can't love all all the clubs at the at the same way or at the same level. But I still uh, 
support them, all of them. I bet I, I hope some of those players from those clubs are calling you saying, hey, can I can I get hooked up with some of your, your clothes? <laughs> the fa that fashion is fire. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you. But but yeah, I just try for me it's a way to inspire the, the next generation and that it's not just about running behind the ball. It's about just to try to create different things and to inspire the young generation that they can do a lot of different things outside of the football pitch. Uh, I was going to ask you a question about Belgium national team. Obviously, you played for them. Big golden era. Superstars across the entire pitch. Who do you think in training surprised you the most with those Belgian national teams? Um, I would probably say... Um, it was Azar when he was still playing, <laughs> and uh, obviously Kevin De Bruyne. Nice. How come? Um, the way that he plays, the way that he understands the, the game, and uh, he's always one ahead uh, movement or thinking ahead of you. So it's always like, and as a striker, it's always a pleasure to play with this, this kind of player. All right, Christian, I'm gonna, I want to circle back to something that you said earlier. You said that a real man dresses well and that he smells good. Is that right? So what cologne are you wearing? Smell good first, smell good first and then dress well. Okay. <laughs> what, what cologne? What cologne are we wearing? What, what's, the, what's your go-to? I, I, have, I have different ones, but I usually go for the hood, the Arabic hood. The Yes. You know, are, are you the Big type fan. of player? Because I, I remember being in the dress room in, in Europe, and I had some teammates, they had at least 10 to 12 bottles Whoa. at their locker. Wow. And they were like, all right, what are we going with today? <laughs> are, are you one of those players who has at least like five, six like <laughs> options? Don't know what you're coming out smelling like? No, I, obviously at home, but, but not at practice. But. <laughs> you don't bring the, the cart? Actually, I got a question. Where do you spray the cologne? How many sprays and where? Neck and uh, the, the... The pulse Oh, uh, yeah, you got to have... Yeah. You got to do the So just the, the four? Sorry? Just the four? Just the four, but... <laughs> I, 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 you don't <laughs> miss... Do you walk through the mist? Do you ever spray up and walk through it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Ah, I knew he did the mist. I knew it. You wow. seemed like a mist hey, guy. That's, thank, that's thanks a good for the one. Technique. I thought I was going to get goal scoring techniques from, <laughs> from Christian, but now I got a one, two. Maybe, that's, maybe that helps. Maybe the defender's like, man, this guy smells good. And then all of a sudden, he's passion scoring a header. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> the LeBron mist with the perfume. The and he's like, <laughs> oh, man. Well, Christian, uh, quickly before we go, we heard that you recently went to see Cirque du Soleil and really loved the experience, thought it was amazing. And so I want to know if you were inspired by any of the moves that you will now implement into a goal celebration, like any you know, crazy acrobatic maneuvers that you're going to try to pull off? I, I think it was the best show that i ever seen in my life because that was the first time for me. And I was um, kind of impressed by the accuracy of the of those athletes. I don't know how, how, how you oh, can Oh, they're athletes. Them. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, but I feel like the difference uh, with us Obviously, when we play a game, we can make mistakes. We miss passes. We miss chances. But for them, they can't miss. They can't afford to miss hmm. the landing, the jumping. And it was so, so, so cool. And it was so impressive. Christian, I, I noticed when you do score, though, when you celebrate, you do a lot of the LeBron celebration. Is, is that 
one of your role models? Is that why you, you tend to do his, his celebration, the silencer? Yes, yes. That's, that's why I was talking about uh, inspiration. This is the player that inspired me uh, growing up because I, I love NBA and his dedication, his professionalism. Until now, he's 38 and he's still at the best. So this is something that, yeah, I want to do for myself and encourage me to be as best as I can every day. All right, so quick question, Christian. Uh, I know you're a big NBA fan. You got to list them in order of greatest to, uh, to least great or whatever. From the top down, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that people won't be happy, but this is my choice and... I will stand for it. I will say uh, LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. Ooh, okay. Hey, everybody That's has fair. Fair. Hey, it's, it's, it's a great question, it's, though, because everyone's going to have it, have different reasons why. Interesting. Uh, wow. For great my defense, stuff. For my defense, it's also about generation. I think I'm more into LeBron generation than um, if, uh, Kobe. I, I would probably say I watch Kobe, but not really Jordan. So. Yeah, that's fair. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. We get it. Makes sense. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning. Best of luck this weekend and in the playoff push. We hope we'll be watching you in the postseason. Thank you for having me, guys, and have a good day, guys. Vamos, DC. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Jimmy Conrad is joining us after the break to talk weekend money lines. Welcome back to Morning Footy, presented by Ford. Here's a look at the weekend footy fix. Today, 2.30 p.m. Eastern in the Bundesliga, we've got Stuttgart taking on Darmstadt at 2.30. We also have Monaco versus Nice at 3 p.m. You can watch that match on BN Sports on Saturday. Bayern Munich will take on Bochum. Manchester City facing Nottingham Forest at 10 a.m. We've got that D.C. United versus Red Bulls match at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Apple TV+. Plus. And Tigres will host Monterrey at 11.05. And then on Sunday, wow, what a lineup on Sunday. Ajax Feyenoord, Arsenal Tottenham, PSG versus Marseille, Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid, USA taking on South Africa in that friendly. And Orlando will host Inter Miami at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. A lot of soccer this weekend, which means um, a lot of chances to, to line our pockets with some picks. And who better to bring in than the one and only Jimmy Conrad. Hi, Jimmy. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? It How's it going? The betting guru. Make it rain up in here, please. <laughs> That's what I do. It yes. is. It That's is what you do. You're very good at this, Jimmy. Um, all right. So we've got Tons of derby and rivalry matches this weekend. Yes. Which uh, which ones are you keeping an eye on? Well, you got to go with the North London derby, right? We got to go Arsenal, Tottenham. And I find this one to be very interesting because I want to get your guys' perspective there in the studio about which team actually has the advantage going into this. And I say this based on from a playing perspective. I think it's good to have a game midweek, right? You, you, you're feeling sharp. You have an idea of it. And obviously, when you beat a team like PSV, and I'm talking about Arsenal here, when you win 4-0, get Gabby Jesus back into the team, you start to find that rhythm. I think that's really important. However, Spurs didn't have a game midweek, and I feel like they got some valuable rest. Now, they did lose Yvonne Perisic to an ACL tear, so I don't know what the hell they're doing in training, but it didn't go well with that particular instance. But you have more time to prepare and then, as I mentioned, rest. So I wonder who you think is going to come in a little bit more sharp. Now, I'd say that from a playing perspective. From a coaching perspective, I think you want as much time as possible to prepare for this game. And we know that Ange is going to have something ready to go 
for Arsenal in this one, whereas Mikel Arteta didn't have as much time to prepare for this. So what do you guys think before I give you my bets? I said a, advantage he said a, I, I, maybe a draw. No, and Tottenham played a bunch of really weak teams like Sheffield United, Burnley, Manchester United. I mean, these are just small mm. clubs. I love it, that you just casually threw Manchester United <laughs> in there as a weak team. Look at the evil laugh you got going <laughs> on. If, 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 this, if this game was in May, I would buy that Tottenham had more rest. But it's the beginning of the season, and at elite football, I expect that Arsenal can turn it around, and the Forzer was definitely beneficial for them going into this game. Okay, I hear you guys. I hear Arsenal fan perspective here from Alexis. You know what? I, I got Spurs actually getting a result here. I, I got the double chance. So you get them to either win or draw plus 110. And now I'm going to hearken back to Ange's time as Celtic manager. He went to Ibrox four times. He played, he played against Rangers 11 times, okay, in the old firm. He won six of those, two losses, excuse me, two draws and three losses. And they went to Ibrox four of those. He has two wins, one draw, and one loss. So he knows what it takes to go into a very hostile environment and get a result. And we could argue Ibrox a little more hostile than what I think he's going to see at the Emirates with Spurs. Plus, this is a Spurs team that they haven't seen before. Harry Kane has been the focal point of the Spurs attack for I don't know how many years. And now everything's just a little bit different. If you got a really confident Richarlson after him scoring a goal against Sheffield United next week, I think it's possible that Spurs could go in there and grind out a result, even though they haven't won at the Emirates since 2010, okay? So I'm going with plus 110 there. Also, I like maybe getting the first corner kick at plus 150 for Spurs and ooh, also ooh. the first goal at plus 150. Listen, I say this because in the last two home games uh, in the Premier League, they had Burnley, uh, excuse me, they had Fulham score first, they had Manchester United score first, so it's possible to... To see Spurs grind out a result here, and I wouldn't be surprised. Jimmy, but I agree with Suzanne. It's probably a draw. Yes. Are we comparing right, Rangers' Jimmy. quality to Arsenal's quality? Thank you. Well, we're, we're talking He's about not. fans. I'm talking about Rangers fans and the environment that they can create at Ibrox as opposed to what you see at the Emirates. Listen, I, I think Arsenal are all in. I'm just with you. I'm just saying. Just right. saying that. Just say go jersey behind you. You think they have a chance to beat Real Madrid? No, I don't know if Atletico <laughs> can beat Real Madrid. Listen, in nine out of their 10 games, here's the fun fact and fun stat about this Madrid derby is that it's been under two and a half goals, nine out of 10 in all competitions. So I like the under at two, uh, minus 125. I think that's a smart bet, super sensible. I don't think that game is going to be very much fun because that's what happens with the Madrid derby. How I usually stay away from derbies because they're so unpredictable and you're completely the opposite, Jimmy. I like to lean into them. I like it. <laughs> That's what I do, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, I have a bet this week that I want you to assess if you think it's a good one because I, I, okay. I, I okay. think it's pretty good. So Austin are, are hosting the L.A. Galaxy, and L.A. Galaxy are coming off that big come-from-behind win over Minnesota. And so I'm picking Galaxy in this one and for Billy Sharp to score because he had a hattie. In you know what? I like that a lot. Billy Sharp's got five goals in his last three games. They, they probably should call him Billy Sharparito, right? Because hey! he's filling in for Chicharito. Him to score anytime is plus 160. Austin struggling right Struts. now, giving up 13 goals Big in the time. last six games. I can see Billy Sharp scoring for sure. I like that bet a lot. Hey! I like that a lot. I'm so proud Sharparito. of myself. I think this is the first time Jimmy Conrad liked one of my picks, and I feel really good about it. What a way to start Austin the weekend. Austin doesn't feel good about that. I can tell you that. Let's go. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Guys, thank, thank you so much for tuning in all week. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you Monday.